Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Thanks for tuning in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And don't take our word on Elixinol. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's hemp balm, a topical pain reliever that's just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase will go to a nonprofit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. It's pretty dead in Broncos country right now, which always means that something's about to happen. I don't know what it is, but... We haven't had really any fresh topics to talk about here. We are in the building today, and we will get to talk to a couple players that we don't know yet. At least I don't know yet, and sometimes Zach. What would be your guess? I don't know, so I'm going to have to guess as well. We're going to get an offensive player and a defensive player, Mm -hmm. if tradition uh, holds true. I got my two. I'm going to guess... Joe Flacco mm. and Joe Flacco and Derek Wolf. Those are my two. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Joe Flacco and Derek. I know. Uh, I know they wanted us to talk to Derek last week, but that didn't work out. He's got to be the veteran on the defense that we talked to today. Maybe Todd Davis could be thrown in there, but we'll see. Yeah, I like that mix. If that's who we get, so I hope that, I hope we're right. Um, but anyways. Before we get to that, we got to go to some mock draft talk because mock draft talk is what makes the world go around in this time of year. So, Zach, you had brought to me a mock draft that you found to be quite interesting. Roll her out for me. So, PFF does this mock draft. And what's interesting about PFF is they do their mock drafts based on who they would pick and based on all of their evaluations. And 
a lot of other people do their mock drafts based on talking to people within organizations and who they think those players or those teams will take. Now, PFF is kind of flipped on that. They do who they'll take, but then what is it, 31 out of 32 teams subscribe to PFF. So while I'm sure teams aren't looking at PFF and saying, oh, you have us taking this guy, that's who we need to take. No, but these teams subscribe to PFF. Uh, you know, maybe it's they, they rely on their analytics heavily. Maybe they rely on them just a little bit. But it's kind of the complete flipped script of what mock drafts typically are. So it's fun to look at this one because because it's way different. And let's just jump to the chase, Ryan. How would I how would you feel if I told you they had the Broncos taking Drew Locke? Um, I would say that sounds like a place who is doing what they would do and not necessarily what the Broncos would do. Okay. What if I told you they had the Broncos taking Drew Locke at 41? I would say that's wildly crazy. <laughs> that's what they have. They have Drew Locke falling to 41, and that's where the Broncos nab him. I thought you were going to say at four when you started that <laughs> sentence because I was going to say, oh, the Broncos traded up. Uh, whatever. I, I guess that could happen. I don't expect it. No, 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 no. But is this something the Broncos would do? Yeah, sure. Why not? If Drew Locke falls to 41, I, there's, I have no qualms with them doing that. But, Zach, Drew Locke is not making it past nine. Not past nine, huh? Yep. Because teams are going to feed into the Broncos' smokescreen and feel like they have to jump them? Yeah. Drew Locke is not falling to the Broncos at 10. Let a, no chance he falls to them at 41. Well, you keep saying fall. You know who the Broncos grab in the first round at 10? Taco Fall out of UCF. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> they want him to play tight end. What would his position be? Tight end? Red zone? Field goal blocker? <laughs> would that be worth it at 10 if he blocked every field goal? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's like a wins above replacement like they do in baseball. Think of all the, the – or no, defensive runs saved is the one I'm thinking yep. of. That would be <laughs> offensive points saved. Every touchdown would be six points, and there would be no field goals. Yeah, you'd be a great team. <laughs> but they had falling to the Broncos. Falling. Devin White. Bingo. So in the first two rounds, PFF has the Broncos grabbing Devin White and Drew Locke. Count me all the way out on this entire mock draft <laughs> count you out i thought you were gonna be saying count me in well, yeah count me in it's like they probably used the draft network to put this uh, <laughs> mock draft together and so they, they do all of this based on their analytics and how they view guys so what does that tell you how they view drew Locke? they don't view him very highly in fact once the broncos come on the clock at 10 every quarterback but kyler murray is available dwayne haskins goes 11 to the Bengals. Don't let don't don't do that. <laughs> don't let that happen. So Devin White and Dwayne Haskins are on the board. You're grabbing Dwayne Haskins? Me personally, I think I would have to, yeah. Um I believe in Dwayne Haskins. I believe Dwayne Haskins is that guy. So I I just I can't live with myself as, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going viral every week doing something cool, having, you know, Joe Flacco and no plan behind that. But for them, I don't know if that's foregone, especially because I've never gotten the feeling that they like Dwayne Haskins. Now, maybe that's a really good smokescreen, and they're stopping people from having to jump over them to get Haskins because they've always felt like Haskins was going to fall to them. 
But we've never heard those two names connected other than this week when Haskins is coming for a visit. He could be listening to us right outside of this door right now, <laughs> uh, for all I know, honestly. So, Dwayne, if you're out there, you're welcome to come in, join come, the pod. Come on in, join the pod. <laughs> um, we'll talk about the Broncos taking you a 10 because, like I said, I would not let Dwayne Haskins get past me. It just The fact that everyone in front of you did it is silly in the first place. Um, so many times I just feel like these things are overthought. Uh, I felt that way with Deshaun Watson, and I feel this. I feel similarly about Dwayne Haskins than I did about Deshaun Watson. Like he does it all. He he balls out. You know he makes all the throws. Don't. What are you seeing that that's not there if you don't like Dwayne Haskins? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. When I looked at the rest of this first round of their mock draft. I thought it was going to kind of be nonsense, just like the Broncos' two picks in the first two rounds. And actually, there's not that much else that's too crazy about it. Probably the craziest thing when I when I look here is, uh, I this isn't crazy, but Dalton Risner goes 16 overall, which, you know, a lot of people hoping he falls to 41 probably isn't going to happen. And Ryan, I agree with you. Drew Locke is not falling to 41. But a name that pops up... At- Hold on, real quick. I would bet... $1,000 that Drew Locke doesn't fall to 41. And I would not take that bet. I would I would not give you any odds on that because I agree with you. But, Ryan, a name that's popping up at 30 to the Green Bay Packers. Andy Isabella. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Was it uh, the white right wide receiver connection with the Packers, or what What, what made you know that was I don't know. <laughs> I just could tell by the way you delivered it. <laughs> so that that's kind of just a fun one that caught my eye. But really – when so my my guy Lou sent this to me and uh, that was my first reaction was come on Drew Locke to at forty one yeah that's that's brilliant of course you do it uh, John Elway shouldn't even look who else is on the board if, if Drew Locke is there and you got um, Devin White at ten easy but then it made me rethink again the uh, what if the Broncos are doing all of this research on quarterbacks just in case one falls to in the 20s and they pick Devin White at 10, they pick Ed Oliver at 10, they pick uh, Dalton Risner or Andre Dillard at 10, they trade back to 15 and grab one of those guys. But then Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, I'll stop there for, you, for, for sanity's sake. What if they're there at 22? And then what if they're there at 24? And then they're there at 27? And I think that right now makes the most sense at why they're bringing these guys in is, look, we like these guys. Top 10 pick, I don't know about that. Convince me. And if they're not convinced, then at what point? John has to evaluate this when he's meeting with them. What point is it worth it to trade 41 next year's second and a third? I I don't know exactly what would get it done, but what point is it worth it to do that? Well, you have to wait past the mid-20s because those are cursed. So (laughs) you don't want to draft any quarterback in the mid-20s. So maybe you wait until like 28, 29, 30, or 31, or 32. If they're there, then essentially what you're doing is buying a fifth year at a really cheap price. Um, If you do it in the early 20s, like you're you're spending a real first-round pick on them. If you do it in the mid-20s, you're just dooming them for failure. I'm so so with you. I've, I've historically been stay away from drafting a quarterback in the 20s. Uh, if a guy is falling, alarms should be going off. You should not be jumping up to get these guys. And, yes, there are the Aaron Rodgers of the world. 
But I think in this scenario, it's like Aaron Rodgers, Dan Marino, end list. Exactly. Of guys who were successful and in, in, that were drafted in the twenties. Exactly, and guys that fall that were unexpected. And I think for this scenario, it's different though, because this isn't your first round pick. This is you know a couple seconds thrown together. And what do we say? Save first round picks for quarterbacks. If you can get a guy who obviously isn't a surefire picker, he wouldn't be in the 20s. He wouldn't be at 10. But if you can get a guy who some people think he's a first-round pick, he has the talent. A lot of people think, pretty much everyone except for PFF, thinks he's a first-round pick. Just where is a question. And if you can get that guy with a couple seconds, that's where I'm okay with it. And I'm okay with going in the doom area, the Paxton Lynch area of drafting quarterbacks with this scenario. Yeah, I just think you got to wait. I mean, who's there in the 20s that would worry you is my question because... Of drafting this guy? Yeah. Let, let me just start at 20. Pittsburgh. Eh, okay. I mean, they went with Mason Rudolph. Well, you're not going to 19, so if they draft him, he's gone. Seattle. No. Interesting situation going on with their quarterback, by the if way. If they let <laughs> Russell Wilson leave that building, their franchise should be disbanded. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a shit. And what? They, they are six days away from the date that he set. April 15th is when he wants a new contract. If I was the GM, I would just do. I would just wait until <laughs> that day just to call his bluff. <laughs> and then get it done at 11.59? The next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so not them. The Ravens. No. Oh, no. okay. Uh, Texans. Nope. Oakland. Oh. Mm. Yeah, if they still have that pick and and they haven't gotten you know cute moved up in the draft, you definitely have to worry about them. I think we can just stop it right there because if Oakland doesn't draft Drew Locke at number four overall, or if they don't trade up to number two and draft him, if he's there at twenty four, from everything that I've seen, I don't know how they would pass on him. Outside of that, you have the Eagles next. Nope. You have the Colts next. Nope. You have the Raiders next. <laughs> so now they have Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> and maybe Kyler Murray if they trade next year's first to move up too. And then you have the Chargers. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. In, in, in this PFF mock. They keep being con- uh, connected to Daniel Jones. Is that what they went with? Uh, they did not. They went uh, in the first round. They have Wilkins going there. But they have the Chargers drafting Will Greer at. 37 ahead of Drew Locke. Uh, and, uh, Give me a freaking <laughs> break. And there's some some rumors out there that the Chargers have a second-round pick on the table for Josh Rosen. So tons. Uh, Daniel Jones being mocked them. Tons uh, of reports linking them. So pretty much you don't have to make it outside of the AFC West to find the biggest competitor for a quarterback in that mid-20s. So you got to go 23. got to go 23. And the Texans, I mean, I could see him if you give him good value. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say you could see him taking a quarterback. No, no, no. no. The Ravens, I mean, there's the the Seahawks. I could see any of those teams wanting to deal. So that's your spot. Twenty three is where you gotta tur- uh, to trade up to. It's not. It's it is literally in the middle of the dead zone <laughs> for quarterbacks. Um, but I, I agree with you in the sense that. You're not using your first-round pick on it. You're kind of using a, a, a hodgepodge of second- and third-round picks. But 
really feel uncomfortable. I mean, you're really tempting fate. <laughs> it's like, you know, I never understood why anyone would want to be on the Madden cover. Just don't yeah. be on the Madden cover. <laughs> like, why would you want to just risk that? What are the benefits? I mean, I'm sure you make money <laughs> off of it, but come on. Like, just don't go on the Madden cover. If if I was a GM, I would actually um, negotiate that into my contracts for all my stars. <laughs> You're not allowed to go on the Madden uh, cover. Yeah, when Tom Brady pops up on there, no way if I'm Bill. Well, he already did, and he survived. He's the one who broke the curse. Wow. Was he not on there when he tore his ACL? I, I don't know. No, I, he wasn't. Okay. He was on the, like, GOAT edition or whatever. Speaking, it was, like, two years ago. Speaking of though that tandem, Bill Belichick, he's literally not in madden yeah he he just like he's one of those people uh, remember michael jordan used to do that he wouldn't be in any of the nba games no way yeah and then uh so originally he wouldn't give his his um likeness to the nba pa um and then he like created his own video game that was like it was just michael jordan throwing basketballs at zombies <laughs> freaking terrible what? game and then eventually he uh, he allowed himself to be in the game on the condition that to unlock him as a uh, a player on the team, you in the game had to beat him in one on one. What? <laughs> what? So you're this? So you you can be? I, I, I'm pretty sure you could be whoever you want. Like you could be Kobe. And he probably made him so he was a 99. Right. So impossible you, to beat. And oh you have to beat gosh. him in one on one to to unlock him onto the team. Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, Bel- Belichick is the same way. And I guess we'll bring it back to this scenario. What would you feel being realistic and not just fleecing a team? What would you feel comfortable with trading up to get to 23? Everything's on the table except for your first round pick because you already drafted whoever, Devin White. Mm, that sounds great. <laughs> Can you imagine if they flew in Devin White and Dwayne Haskins? That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be – I mean, everyone everyone in Broncos country would be happy. you got all the linebacker people happy. You've got all the quarterback people happy. Yep. Um, you've got me shaking in my boots because they took <laughs> a quarterback in the dead zone. But – and you've got the win now satisfied too. Right, you got it all. You got it all made. Yep. Um. I mean, any combination of second and third round picks, two seconds and a third. Whatever. You think that would get it done for any of those teams—the Seahawks, Ravens, or Texans? Forty-one, which is a pretty good second round pick, and then obviously future picks aren't valued as high. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Think there's any way. You could swing it for next year's first and a third, maybe this year's third. And keep 41? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to throw in next year's first, you could do that. Would you do that? Because what you're gambling on is that you're going to be, what is it, better or worse than 23, or right around 23. Now that you have your quarterback, that's in play. Right. So if you want to do that, and technically that's a win-now move because you're saying we need 41 to get whoever. Yeah, you can get a play. You should get a player. Right. We need that more than we need next year's 26. I like it. I li- this is probably the most enticing trade scenario that I've put together in my mind, including moving back, including anything. But it involves a huge caveat of one of these quarterbacks – who we both think is going to be picked in the top 10, 
falling into the 20s. Yeah, and I just wish I didn't know what I knew about picking quarterbacks in the mid-20s. <laughs> I also wish I would have known that back <laughs> when they drafted Paxton Lynch. Yep, I'm sure John does too. Yeah, I think, yeah. So, uh, man, I just I always come back to I think they're not going to draft a quarterback, but if that was to happen and you could get him at 23 and just pretend like it doesn't matter because you know that he checks off all the boxes. Um, if it was Dwayne Haskins, I'd be jumping off the wall. If it's Drew Locke, I'm saying, okay, like, this could work out. Um, but you do have your quarterback. It creates a, a weird situation for Joe Flacco, unfortunately. But I think he understands how this works by now. Better chance of falling, Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke? Because I think conventional wisdom just says Drew Locke. But then report yesterday, which I know we talked about it and weren't necessarily high on, said Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I mean, if racism is going to play a role here, then... Uh, Dwayne Haskins has a chance to fall. Um, otherwise, it's Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Dwayne Haskins doesn't have the holes. Like, there's not a hole. There's no holes in his game other than he can't run. Which clearly most teams don't obvi- don't care that much about. So, it, it Drew Lock. Like, he has accuracy issues. Um, he and really quick. That's why PFF does not like him. Makes sense. It's the one. It's the one thing that you need most at this at this uh, level is the accuracy. So I like Drew Locke. I've, I'm a believer in Drew Locke, especially because I think he has the traits necessary to get it right. But you n- almost never see a, a quarterback's completion percentage get better in the NFL. So you just have to keep that in mind if you draft Drew Locke. You know, whatever, wherever he is um, in his completion percentage, that's what you're going to get. So, you know, John Elway wasn't exactly a completion percentage killer. And he figured out a way to make it work. But times have changed in the NFL. You kind of need to complete those easy ones. So I think Drew Locke has a much higher chance of falling. I mean, if you just if you compare the tape of Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins, you just have to come away saying, all right, Drew Locke, big potential guy, um, cannon of an arm, love the way he leads, all these things, but needs to do X, Y, and Z. Dwayne Haskins, you're only saying like, well, okay, we just have – can he play under center? That's like the only thing you're saying, which is what you say with every – I mean, that's where you start with every quarterback when you're evaluating him. So I, I don't think there's – I don't. there shouldn't be any chance of Dwayne Haskins falling, but if it happens, uh, I would be okay with them taking him at 23. The funny thing is I think Drew Locke has a, has a higher chance of going higher in the draft than Dwayne Haskins and also the higher chance of falling in the draft, which, yeah, I think Dwayne's right around – what in the tens is where I think he'll go. Maybe somehow he slides to 11, but I think that would be it. All right. Well, I like that discussion. We've talked a lot about quarterback the last couple of days. It's kind of crazy. Did not expect to do that, to be honest, when we came into the week. Um, before we move on here, though, I want to tell you about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is the CBD-enriched coffee that's really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. What you'll see is that the CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's even helped decrease anxiety, whatever it is, you name it. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Well, Zach... People must be heard, so let's get to the questions. And first one coming in from Mark IT Snatch. 
says, first food, then football. Zach, I recently moved to a small town in New Mexico. Here, He got us confused here. I think he did. I think he did. Ryan, here, there are a couple of restaurants that make tacos in a way that are coincidentally keto-friendly. Cheese shell tacos. Take a pile of shredded cheese and broil it onto a plate shape. When it starts to brown at the edges, fold them over a spoon and shape to shape and drain them. It works great with cheddar and all jack cheeses. Warning, there's no going back to normal corn tacos. Do you agree? My guy, you best believe I've already done this. <laughs> I've done this three times. In fact, I've already done it quesadilla style. I don't... Tell me how this works. How, so you do cheese, cheese, and cheese? The quesadilla? Yeah. The quesadilla, you don't add more cheese. You just... Okay. What I did was I took two mounds, flattened them out, <laughs> um, then took one when it was still pretty melty, flipped it over, and then I just took like the spatula and kind of pressed down the edges to almost like seal it in like a panini. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that one was really good. Man, But the tacos, sounds... the tacos are incredible. In fact, I love that you say there's places that do it because after I had it for the first time, I was like, why don't restaurants do this? This is delicious. Um, the only thing is it's just a little bit heavier than um uh, a regular like corn tortilla taco sometimes the flour ones can get pretty heavy but i feel like the the corn tortilla ends up being like so thin and light that you, it doesn't like add anything these are i mean there's a lot of grease and fat involved do you throw cheese in the taco as well no you're no. all cheese you don't need any more cheese <laughs> trust me that sounds man that sounds delicious the first time I had it, I was like, wait, this might actually be better than real tacos. And then the second time I had it, I was like, oh, no, I still miss real tacos. <laughs> he goes on and says, moving on, there's a glaring hole that you guys have mentioned, but I don't know if you've addressed it in depth. Center. In your opinion, how would you like to see the Broncos replace Matt Paradis? You mentioned using a third-round pick in this draft. Connor McGovern, though merely improvising, did a decent job covering the position, and an offseason of Mike Munchak converting him to that position permanently could work. And all the moves that the Broncos have made, and all the talk about it, center seems to be like the elephant in the room. What would you like to see happen to address this? Again, sorry if I've already missed it and I, ju- and, and I missed it. I think you said it. Connor McGovern's the center. So I don't that's why we aren't talking about it as a whole because I think the Broncos are ready to move in that direction. Now, you know, here's another scenario. Garrett Bradbury's there at thirty two and they want to jump up from forty one. I could see that happening. It's they're they're counting a lot on this draft, I can tell you that. And the way it falls is going to shape this roster in you know, by and lar- in, in in large part. And so whatever the way this thing shakes out is gonna is gonna answer that question for you if Garrett Bradbury starts slipping if he slips to day two and the Broncos want to trade up to you know 34 I could see that happening and then Connor McGovern moves right back to right guard so they're gonna have to fill a hole on the line in this draft I believe uh which one it is I think they're they're taking their time with it because they have versatility and they will that's exactly it something's happening with right guard or center during this draft and heck Maybe something happens with right guard because they draft a left tackle and Garrett Bowles has moved to right guard. Something is happening in the first three picks, which maybe bumps McGovern out to to guard or just solidifies him as a center. Bleed Orange Blue comes in and says, for the Philip Lindsay fan club, the Philip Fanatics. (laughs) It's pretty good. A little play on words with the Philly Fanatic. Yep, I like it. What about the Lindsay Loonies? I like that too. (laughs) 
like half the stadium can be one and the other half can be the other and and miles can like you know do the chants with him back and forth i like it uh i actually don't Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he goes on i said i like your take on the drafting of a quarterback i don't want to be i don't want to see a team like the Bengals, titans or buccaneers with their quarterback situations all of the quarterbacks for those teams are question marks and you're not going to be you're not supposed to be closer to 10 in these future years so now's the time to grab one yep from drop drop switch hey dudes will david williams be invited to training camp next year he is the broncos seventh rounder from last year just in case you forgot (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you answered your question without even realizing (laughs) if you felt like we you had to tell us yep who the Broncos' seventh-round pick was last year. That shows you just how irrelevant he really is. I also got to say, this is, I mean, is this David Williams' like sister asking this question? That That's random, I think I David say. Williams has a job. Yep. So I don't think he needs to be invited <laughs> exactly. to camp. Exactly. Yeah, he joined the Jaguars last year. Oh, I thought he got an accounting oh. game. <laughs> <laughs> Making a cool, like, what? 60000 or something? David Williams. Not bad. Certified CPA. <laughs> um... You know what? David Williams was a terrible pick. Let's move on. <laughs> because they rolled the dice. Uh, it worked out, so whatever. But it still wasn't a good pick because he's not here. He has gone before he even had a chance to be here. The only one of the draft class. Yeah, I mean, that almost never happens in Denver. What? Where a player who was drafted that year is gone before the season right. starts. Yep, it doesn't happen often. But some, for some reason, they wanted to see David Williams... And that meant more to them than getting Philip Lindsay. That blows my mind. <laughs> really blows my mind. The Ravens could have Lamar Jackson and Philip Lindsay as a backfield. And that would have been the Broncos' fault <laughs> yep. for drafting David Williams. Yep, exactly. I mean, the, Ra- the Ravens should be kidding themselves for not drafting Phil in the fifth round. I don't yep. even know who they got in the fifth round. <laughs> Phil's better. I guarantee it. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on uh, for Mr. Freeze. According to the Oxford, Oxford Dictionary, here we go again. A hole is a hollow place in a solid body or surface. So technically, a straw has one hollow place, but two entrances into that hollow place. It sounds like some... A yeah, hollow place sounds like yeah. horrifying. Sounds like some sort of depression thing. Uh, so how many holes does a t-shirt have? Technically, one with four entrances, right? I think it's all about perspective. How many holes does the Broncos' offense have? If you look at the macro, the offense is one big hole. But if you look at the micro, there's at least four or five holes. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. It's well done to bring it back around. How many holes does a T-shirt have? I think it's all about the angle. A T-shirt has four holes. Come on. That's just that's just easy. I, would, I can live with you saying there's one hole from the top to the bottom and one hole from the sleeve to the sleeve. No. Four. So whatever that means straw-wise is that what I'm mean, going That with. means you're a two-hole two? guy. I'm a two-hole guy. <laughs> Hashtag two holes. Hashtag team two holes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Captain Hook came in here with a novel. So we're going to go and read his bottom line up front, which is also longer than the average <laughs> comment. He says, positional value is overrated. We don't have any holes at the positions in the eyes of Elway. We don't have playing time available on the D-line with how Vic works his starters there. You're not going to sit Shelby Harris or Gotsis in contract years, and Wolf is getting paid too much for anything less than a full-time role. I, I disagree with all three of those statements. Um, he says there's so much invested in the defense, it's time to use lower-end assets to trade for guys like Darren Lee or draft guys that can be molded into Vic's needs. And finally, 
you're looking at the tight end position in the eyes of the modern NFL when everything that Elway has said and done is pointed towards throwback offense. So you also have to look at positional value through the same lens when you do tight end. It's much higher, especially if a guy can be a quality receiver and blocker on day one like Hawkinson, which is extremely rare in players coming out of college. That was a very impressive one-sentence comment. <laughs> and it's pretty much saying that don't take into account positional value in drafting in the first round. That should have been the, the true bloof. <laughs> so then Garrett Bradbury would be the pick at 10, right? Um, or, or Hawkinson or one of the linebackers. I want to go back, though, to saying you're not going to sit Shelby Harris or Gotsis in contract years and Wolf is getting paid. You have more incentive to sit Shelby Harris and Gotsis in a contract year <laughs> because the better they play, the more you got to pay them. So, um, it, you, you know, you don't want to overdo it to the point where it hurts you. But if you have Ed Oliver and he can take some, t- uh, some playing time off the plate of an Adam Gotsis and – you can go into those negotiations if you even want to negotiate if Ed Oliver busts on the bus on the scene and say, Hey, look, production was down a little bit. We have, you know, um, Ed in there who's playing really well. And, you know, so we're going to offer you two years, 11 million. So captain hook is saying that on the defensive line, you don't need to draft defense because no one will need to play because all these guys are playing on a contract here. He's just, he's essentially saying like, you don't draft D-line just because the positional value is high because you don't have room for a defensive lineman. You're about to have room. And Captain Hook, you pointed it out perfectly. Shelby Harris on a contract year. Adam Gotsis on a contract year. Derek Wolf on a contract year. What, what are you going to have next year? And remember, typically guys, e- even if they're really good players, uh, unless they're like you know the Bradley Chubbs of the world, they need some time to develop. So what, what a better time to have them develop than have them be you know, a, a borderline starter and have them play with these guys and then really take over next year. Yeah, if you have a chance to get a generational player at D-line, you definitely cannot make the case that there's no hole there. Um, any, you know, it probably starts with Shelby. Shelby's ranked the highest, but any of those guys can be bumped out for a player that's you know, a generational talent. So he came around. I just want to give him a chance to get all of his words out on that position. He came around and said, Fangio's D typically has the D line starters playing the vast majority of snaps. And it doesn't seem likely that you'd sit Wolf who you're paying a ton or Gotsis or Shelby Harris when they're in contract year. So he kind of just reiterated what he was saying there, but yeah, I mean, you could. And also remember they only paid a million dollars towards that option for Derek Wolf. If they wanted to, they could they could save that money and mm. give it to Chris Harris Jr. Interesting, interesting. Remember, and- that's another reason why John Elway says we're waiting to see how it plays out in the draft. Because all of a sudden, what if you get Marquise Brown? Right. Is that his name? Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what if you get Marquise Brown and now you can move on from Emmanuel Sanders if you want? And then you give that money to Chris Harris Jr. It's smart. It's it is smart to wait until after the draft. Sorry it, for interrupting. No, you. no, it, and then it, interrupting you <laughs> to say sorry, and then interrupting you again to say sorry for that. And now you're interrupting my laugh. Sorry, <laughs> but Captain Hook, I I understand, um, and and I'm not advocating drafting defensive line because there's it's the biggest hole on the team. Because you're right, it's not the biggest hole on the team. It's looking in the future, getting a great player, potentially the best player available there, and I can't dispute i mean captain hook does a good job laying out 
the problems that the Broncos have at tight end. And I can't dispute that either. I just don't think it, it, it's the way that I would go. If they get TJ Hawkinson at 10 or trade back and get him at 17, it, they got a darn good player. It just may have not been the best pick, kind of like last year. Bradley Chubb, fantastic player. Right now, at least, doesn't look like the best pick. Yeah, and one thing that I think we're missing here with Shelby Harris, Adam Gotsis, and Derek Wolf is, is true pass rush. Now, Shelby... Um, has shown flashes that he can be, you know, a good interior pass rusher. But to get a guy like Ed Oliver and really have some pass rush synergy coming from all angles, that is something that, that you just you don't pass on because you have those three guys. Exactly, exactly. Roll Tide Chris chimes in just on the food topic and says, all the important topic of Vegemite. When I lived in Colorado Springs, I got my fix from World Market or something like that in the Springs. Yeah, Cost Plus World Market. We'll give him a shout-out, I guess. And he says, hot toast with plenty of butter, Vegemite, less is more. Enjoy. I just may skip the Vegemite if you're saying less is more. And he says, looking forward to the draft. Going to get very interesting to see how it all plays out. Loving all the content. Thank you, Roll Tide, Chris. And Roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> Captain Hook wasn't done. He came in with another one. He said, a fun idea on offense would be to have Freeman and Lindsay on the field and running the no huddle. You could alternate between Lindsay being flexed out into the slot at his true position. Oh, and at his true position. Mm. And while Lindsay is in the backfield, Fle- Freeman could play fullback because he almost has the size of an average fullback. And with some training, uh, I'm sure he could be used as one in this set. This formation could be a way to put defensive coordinators in a crunch since they can't switch p- personnel and hunt matchups for your weapons. You know what that sounds like, Ryan? It sounds creative. Like the RRPPO. <laughs> exactly. Just with running backs. It sounds fun. It sounds innovative. Now, maybe you do this once a game. Maybe you do it seven times a game. But I, I love the thinking, Captain Hook. Just different and you know there was never a chance this was going to happen last year because there was no fun or innovative or creative in that offense certainly not you know i would just go with the uh, split backs you know you have the quarterback under center you have Lindsay behind them a little to the right and you have freeman behind them a little to the left you can run counter both ways you can run sweep both ways it sets up so many unknown problems for a defense before the ball is snapped Next one coming in from OJF says, Hey guys, this may be a tedious topic, but I've never really heard it discussed. What do you think about the length of the NFL season? The soccer season ends and restarts again before the NFL season does. Soccer fills the void, but I wish there was a way to fill the summer months with some American football. Would you like to see some sort of cup competition? Or is it a long break due to competition from the MLB and the NBA? Mm. We're talking about <laughs> longer with, with the NFL players, some sort of cup. Is that what he's saying? I think so. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get these guys killed out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with a development league. I think that would fill the void just fine. Um, I think it'd be great to have Chad Kelly starting for the Broncos development team. And I'm, I'm just using that name because he was around last year. Paxton Lynch, you know, getting a year with the, with the Broncos development team. That makes so much sense to me. Uh, but there's no way you can put these players out there more. And I think didn't uh, we just find out kind of what of a developmental league looks like? And the AAF seemingly really did, did work. And the AAF really wanted to join the NFL and become that developmental league. And the NFL said, no way. Yeah. To go back to one of the um, 
relationship comparisons, the NFL <laughs> was just out of their league. <laughs> and no matter how many grand efforts they made, yep. uh, it, they just were ugly. No matter how many dinners they threw their way. <laughs> From uh, Let's hang on one sec here. Uh, <laughs> before we get into any more questions, I want to tell you about House Lift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that most buyers desire. And get this, there's zero upfront costs for you, the homeowner. That's right. You won't pay any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from contractors to design while managing all these costs. And here's what you need to do. You need to head to their website or their Facebook page at houseliftcolorado.com or just houseliftcolorado on Facebook and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, they've helped their customers get anywhere from 15 to 60,000 more on your hands. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, and if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, They'll sell your house without even charging a listing commission. Check out House Lift Colorado and get that house sold. Next one coming in from Behind Enemy Lines says, One, a cup or a jar is one hole with one opening. A straw is one hole with two openings. Don't know if I can wrap. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. That's a, <laughs> a lot of talk of openings today. <laughs> and he says, two, that's all I got. I can't believe I'm able to find an hour of content every day this time of the offseason. This will definitely be the first year I see Denver's early picks and don't go, Bradley who? Keep it up. Man, that's awesome. Thank you, Behind Enemy Lines. Great to hear. We can't believe we do it either. <laughs> <laughs> From Trade for Rosen, he says, hey, guys, much, of a, much like all of us, I've been all over the place with draft preference thus far, but let's say we get Haskins or Locke and they blow the coaching staff away. What do you think track Flacco's trade value, if there is one, would be either at the end of training camp or in the offseason next year? Could the Broncos recoup a pick or is it simply a cut scenario? Also, I would love to see Jano get more touches and playing time in general. I think he really has much more to offer than they've given him the chance to prove thus far. Thanks and keep it up. I mean... The fact that Andy Janovich was the second offensive player we talked to this offseason means something. First, he's making the team. There's no questions on if he will make the team or not like there has been in years past. And also, just look at uh, the type of offense they're going to be running. The San Francisco 49ers used uh, a fullback more than anyone last year. And who's the Broncos offensive coordinator? Rich Scangarello. Where does he come from? The San Francisco 49ers. So I would expect a lot more of Jano. So you, you hit it right on the head trade for Rosen. <sighs> Flacco's trade value. Let's say in this hypothetical scenario, it does happen. And Dwayne Haskins comes in, takes the reins right away. And everyone just says, there's no freaking chance you can let this guy not start the season and over in Detroit Matt Stafford's gone down I'll touch wood for, for his <laughs> sake and they think hey this is we've got the team we have to we have to stay afloat maybe it's you know he's gonna be out 10 weeks maybe you could trade him and recoup that fourth yeah and that's man what if a team just gets so desperate 
and you're playing up in training camp how there's a competition and you don't want to let Joe Flacco go, but you'd be open to it. What if you could get a second for him or a first? Could you imagine that? I mean, it probably wouldn't be a first, but could you imagine getting a second? <laughs> that would be one <laughs> one hell of a swindle job. And then you also free up $18.5 million. Wow. That would be an incredible scenario. Yeah. Now, I guess really you wouldn't spend that money this year because likely by that time, Chris has figured out or the situation is resolved in some way. Uh, Derek and Emmanuel, same thing. So you probably just roll it into next year. Or you could just sign Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell <laughs> in the middle of the season like MLB teams are able to do right now and aren't doing. Bring him in as your closing. Not Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins would have the arm. Ooh, Drew Locke is a closer. <laughs> he maybe should have uh, thought about that career. <laughs> Next one from Spacebar says, No football, just education? According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, oh whole. God, how is this still <laughs> so prevalent? The one that you said you didn't really care about yeah. is the one that everyone cares about. Hey, I like <laughs> What's the next debate we should start? Something that isn't very interesting. I'm going to do I'm going to do like what's the best shirt on BSN? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see which who, which one gets bought the most and that's the one that wins. There we go. So you guys vote with your wallets <laughs> on bsnlocker.com. He says a whole. Notice no s for plural. It's a noun. 1a, an opening through something. 2a, a hollowed out place or as a verb to make an opening through or a hollowed out place in. So reading this, I see that there is one hole in a straw as it is an opening through something. Boom. Go Broncos. Game over. <laughs> yeah, I, I can – every time someone comments something, I agree with them. So, yeah, it's one hole now. What if it's ha- one and a half? Will that end this <laughs> – You're about to be getting some crazy comments <laughs> coming your way. So are we on hashtag one hole? Hashtag one and a half holes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> From Barrelman 2.0. Have you guys seen The Ridiculous Six? Very funny movie, but also very dumb. I guarantee you Zach hasn't seen it, but I also haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) If we get to Evan White, we have to call him White Knife. If you've seen it, you'll understand. Now I'm sure there's someone out there who gets (laughs) it. I'm sorry we don't. Uh, Now on to football. What do you guys think the plan is at interior D-line? There has to be something. And I don't think it's Domita. I think it's in the draft. Um... You're not really finding... I guess you could go interior defensive line if you trade back in the first round. Um, I don't see you doing that at 10. Realistically, anywhere from, what, third to 7th? I mean, I guess you could go at number 2 or in the second round, too. So anywhere. It will be addressed in the draft. There will be one, especially because this draft is so deep. You have a chance to get a really good one. Yep. From Chilongo Bronco. Hey, guys. First things first. What's going on with the water tasting competition? At this point, the elastic (laughs) water... The Alaskan water has to taste like puddle water. It's been too long. That is a little biased for Colorado water. <laughs> Maybe that's in our plans. I don't know. I think I don't think water changes. I hope not. I don't think so. Uh, uh, again, we're just... It's kind of a rough time right now. I'm just <laughs> trying to find a schedule where we can make this thing work. Um, I will... I will give my word that we will get it done next week. There we go. There we go. And, and it's still chilling in... Uh, uh, the fridge. Yeah, is that correct. Yep. Yeah, it's 
It's in a good place. It's in a safe place. <laughs> We're not in a good place, but it's in a good place. Exactly. Um, he says, regarding the win-now situation, it's going to be really tough with this team to accomplish this. With this schedule and with the competition in the Wild West, I just don't see it happening. If you have the opportunity to get your QB, I would go for it, no hesitation. Also, heard about the Broncos draft pick announcers, Al Wilson and Carl Mecklenburg. Is that an omen? That interior linebacker is the pick? <laughs> Thoughts? Much love. I still really don't want Pecco to go. Yeah, I think John probably said we need an inside linebacker to announce the second and third round picks because we are drafting Mac Wilson in the second Al round. Al Wilson introduces <laughs> Mac Wilson. Both both SEC guys. Oh man. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so not at ten to answer your question. I guess so. Bucking Broncos. I've been hearing people comparing Haskins to Bledsoe. What do you think of this? Part of me wants QB at 10 if it's one of the big three. Uh, but if not, I think that worked so well last year just drafting BPA. So doing that again would only continue to solidify our team. You guys talked about the only thing drawing free agencies here is Vic. Getting a young quarterback would completely change that. And we'll have a decent chunk of change to spend next year. I feel like I'm being thrown around in this comment, going one way, going the other. Um, uh, getting a young quarterback who turns out to be good would definitely change that, definitely help that. Yeah, I mean, look at the Jets. Look at the the Browns more than anyone. Yep. Um, I mean, God, I, I, I saw that coming from so far away. You're getting this guy who just everyone wants to be around. He's a winner. He's a leader. It's easiest pick ever. It, it is the easiest pick ever. Man, did drafting BPA instead of a quarterback last year work out? It's a great debate to have. It's very – you could definitely say no. I cannot say that you can't say no. Right now, I have to say no. It didn't work out. If Joe Flacco, Flacco turns out to be the dude for the next, heck, three years, he, he just lives out his contract, then, yeah, Bradley Chubb was a darn good pick. There's a guy um, – there's a, there's a soccer player named Falcao. <laughs> that's, who that's who I thought you were talking about. I'm just trying to pronounce his name like he has on his shirts. I probably just got some serious uh, street cred with fans <laughs> in Spain or something. <laughs> um, what do you think of Drew Bledsoe? Drew Bledsoe and Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> I don't like that comparison <laughs> at all. I'd rather go like Philip Rivers mm. or yeah. um, Ben Roethlisberger, mm. you know, Big bodied guys, big arm. I mean, I think Drew Bledsoe probably fits in that mold too. He's just, it's just boring. Give me Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger at ten. You might be able to have him. Um, I think you're I, I, until you have a quarterback. It's hard to say that drafting BPA was the right move. Right, exactly. So if you never find your quarterback, then every draft pick you make until you find him has been bad. Especially if you're just passing up on good players like. I would say Josh Allen has proven that so far. Yep. And and that's admitting defeat because we didn't think he was going to be legit. Exactly. From Life is Terminal. Hey, guys, quick question. What's the average age and stats of a Broncos Super Bowl winning quarterback? We've gone over this before. I believe it's 37 point something. Yep, 37 or 38. I think if you round up, it's 38. There you go. Has John Elway taken this account when trying to sculpt a team? Sure seems like it. <laughs> Look at the teams with the monster quarterback contracts that have their guys. The Packers and Colts have struggled to get teams around their quarterbacks. We won in the past with subpar quarterback play. And all I'm saying, it's funny to say that when your three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are John Elway, John Elway, and Peyton Manning. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Two of the top five. Yep. <laughs> but the stats would, would 
back up what you're saying. It's just it's hard to it's hard to say that. It is. Uh all I'm saying is maybe we shouldn't look to the draft for a QB, but keep on this sloppy seconds quarterback Super Bowl runs. <sighs> you tried it. You tried it since the Super Bowl. And you know what? I was okay with trying it after the Super Bowl because they had they, they had the rest in place. Now they didn't have the Malik Jackson, but how much did that really hurt? Uh, they didn't. They lost Danny Trevathan, but outside of that, they had a Super Bowl defense. And what? I mean, they tried to go get the Paxton Lynch, but then they pieced it together with Trevor Simeon, and that was that was fun. And Mark Sanchez, that wasn't Weird very definition fun. Of fun. <laughs> and then last year, they really tried to kind of put a last ditch effort on it with Case Keenum. That didn't work. They're trying it again, so life is terminal. Terminal has to love Joe Flacco, right? I mean, that's exactly what he wants, and maybe Joe Flacco is, what, the fourth, fifth, the first of six quarterbacks to work in that since Peyton left, and maybe. But to me, it's a lot easier if you have your guy. So much easier. <laughs> and all you have to do is just hit in the draft. I know it's tough, but you might as well keep trying. What do they t- – I think, is it every – 50% of first-round picks pan out, or is it even a third of first-round picks pan out? So let's just take the third number. So 33% of first-round picks pan out. Right now with quarterbacks, I think you've had six guys that you've tried to make your guy, or maybe five. I won't include Flacco. So you're 20%. So you're at a lower success rate doing it this way. I, I sent out a tweet joking after Super Bowl 50 that uh, the Broncos should see how good their defense really is by trying to win a Super Bowl with Charlie Whitehurst as their quarterback. <laughs> They took it way too seriously, <laughs> and they tried to do it for two years, and really just really three years. So I'll say this, Flacco's by far the best quarterback they've had since Peyton Manning left. By far. And he allowed you to put a team around. So now we'll find out, is kind of a tier B quarterback, is that okay with, with putting a team around, or do you really just need the tier A and it doesn't put whatever you need around it? What's an extra $10 million? What's it cost you? I'm saying, like, Flacco or Kirk Cousins. That's a $10 million difference. And I know Kirk Cousins is a bad example. Flacco or Jimmy G. It's a $10 million difference. Is it really that much like, is it really that much harder to put a team around? The reason why it is is because of Von Miller's contract. Right yeah. now, basically what you're doing is you're paying Joe Flacco. You're paying your quarterback $30 million and your pass rusher 10 But really, you're paying them both 20 Right. So... If you were to pay your quarterback thirty, now you're paying fifty million dollars between two players. That's too much. Unless unless this has changed in the past two years, which I don't think it has. No team has ever won a Super Bowl paying their quarter or paying two players on their team like twenty five percent of the salary cap. And I know the Broncos would be in that situation if they signed a quarterback to a big deal with Von Miller's contract. Yeah, it, it's because of Von Miller's contract that right now you can't afford to pay a guy that much. Yep, but. If it wasn't for Von Miller's contract, the extra $10 million doesn't really matter, in my no. opinion. No, I mean, an extra $10 million is Emmanuel Sanders. Would, would you rather have Joe Flacco and Emmanuel Sanders, or Derek Wolf, or, or anyone, or would you rather have Aaron Rodgers? Me, I probably wouldn't take Aaron Rodgers. Shut up. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah, everyone would rather go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. So, it makes sense. Um, to, I understand why teams have a harder time building teams, but usually those are teams who built a really good team around their rookie and then when their contract hits, they have to they have to disband that team because now they're paying too much money to all these different places. Yeah, it, exactly. All right, do we got any buzzer beaters? 
No buzzer beaters. No buzzer beaters. So before we get out of here, I'm going to beat the buzzer myself <laughs> and tell you guys about LiveWell. LiveWell Enlightened Health is your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-weigh half ounces and $60 pre-weigh ounces every single day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to that place north of I-25 <laughs> um, where that state college is. Uh, with six locations in the Denver area. Visit livewell.com slash BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's livewell, spelled L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. Have a great day, guys. We'll catch back up with you tomorrow. It's getting-